small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and this is your Monday bonus episode. All right, you have a full-on early morning Pat Francis voice right now. I am freshly arisen on Sunday, February 6th. It's about 7 a.m. I'm up in the uh, rock room, almost called it the Zoom room. We're not Zooming, in person. I got all my virtual co-hosts here, my Patreon supporters, and we're ready to do an episode called First Purchase. So what this is, you're going to introduce and play a song from the first music you ever purchased. You know, that might be an album, might be a 45, might be a CD, it could be any format, eight track. I don't think we have any of those. Cassette. I don't know if we have any of those. Real to real. I doubt it. I doubt that we have any of those. But we got tons and tons of files here today. Looks like we have about, I don't know, 27 songs maybe. So, before we get into it, should I go first? Should I get this started? Is it a party? Am I getting the party started? Um, let me think. Which song do I want to do first? I guess I'll do. I guess I'll do the first album because I guess I think it. Uh, I'll do the first album that I ever purchased. I've said it before on the show that the first album I ever purchased was their greatest hits, nineteen seventy one to nineteen seventy five, by Eagles. Now, when Wayne Fetterman was here and we did the Eagles episode, Wayne Fetterman pointed out that the album is 1971 through 1975, and yet there's no song from 1971. There's no album in 1971. So the only thing we could think of was that Eagles formed in 1971. But it's still a weird choice for an album called Their Greatest Hits. But that's how they did it. And who am I to argue? So, many, many good songs, obviously, on a Greatest Hits album. I picked one of these nights because I, I just love the bass and I love the lyrics, the whole performance. So, let's check it out.
Always loved that song. One of my favorite Eagle songs. And uh, even when I was a kid, the line, uh, we're going to find out pretty mama what turns on your lights. I was like, hmm. What's, what's, what's that mean? It feels like something uh, I shouldn't know about at this age. 12 or 11. But um, yeah, that's the song. All right, moving on. Next up. Next up, I really wanted to start the show show with someone brand new, someone who's never done an intro, never done a song, and that's what we're going to do. So check this one out. Hi, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. Tammy McCarsky from Deep Here, Wisconsin, finally contributing. I'm a huge fan of the show and want to thank you for everything you do. My first album was purchased in 1972. And like every other eight-year-old girl on the planet, it was Cherish by David Cassidy. The song I picked is I Lost My Chance. The music by the Wrecking Crew is fantastic. And in my opinion, it's not your typical bubblegum song. This song to this day still makes me smile. If you could start it at around the 50-second mark and let it play through the amazing horns, that would be great. Thanks again and stay safe. There you go, Tammy. We took it through the horns. Great song. I own that album, and uh, that is one of the highlights on that album. Great, great, great. So thank you, Tammy. Now, look, keep participating. We need your female voice and because it's, uh, it's too many dudes, so we need your voice. And, uh, and I like that song, so what else are you going to bring? Can't wait to find out. All right, next up, next up, is a guy named David Harvey. Now, David Harvey has done the artwork for this episode. He's done a lot of the artwork recently. Whenever you see one of the, um, how do I want to say it? One of the pieces of Facebook artwork that has been sketched out or drawn, um, that's David Harvey. Now, he's not on Twitter, so I can never loop him in, but he is on Instagram, and you guys can go to at David Harvey with a V-E-Y at David Harvey 4338. Now, I have no idea what the 4338 stands for, but maybe that's his PIN number. Yeah, you know, if you lift this guy's wallet, get that uh, ATM card, uh, try 4338. All right, but David Harvey, thank you for doing the artwork for this episode. Thank you for doing the artwork for all the past episodes. So now, let's hear 
David Harvey's voice. We've seen his work. Let's hear from the man. Hi, Pat. Dave Harvey here from British Columbia, Canada, with my contribution to the first purchase episode. Now, technically speaking, the first album that I ever purchased was George Carlin's comedy album, Class Clown. Coincidentally, it was also the uh, first album I returned to the store the next day after my mother heard the uh, seven words that you're not allowed to say on television. Probably my first uh, rock music purchase was uh, an oddly titled album called Fonzie Favorites, which featured some of the music from the TV show Happy Days, including um, the original theme song um, Rocker on the Clock by Bill Haley and the Comets, which might be the oldest song you've ever played on the podcast. Anyway, hope you enjoy it, and I have to get back to work now designing the artwork for this uh, episode. wonder what I'll come up with. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. What is your bad rag song? Join me home. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, 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 till the rock daylight. We're going to rock, we're going to rock around the clock tonight. When the clock strikes two. was the original theme of Happy Days until they they got their own theme that started with Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. Anyone remember this? Happy Days? Fonzie? Nope. Just me and David Harvey? All right. So be it. All right, moving on. Next gentleman up. Guy named, well, should I let him introduce us now? Just let him in. It's Nick Robertson. Hi, Rocks Solid World. This is Nick Robertson from Dundee in Scotland. My first music purchase takes me back to 1980 when I was 11 years old and just starting to be aware of music outside the top 40. My best friend at the time with an older brother, him and his mates listened to cool music so we'd sneak into his room when he was out and play their records. Our favourite was If You Want Blood by ACDC. We played this on repeat all the time. So Christmas 1980, I had some cash. My mum took me into town to get my own copy. I couldn't get it, but I did manage to find a copy of Let There Be Rock on cassette. So, bought it, rushed home to play it, and it blew my mind. I love it, and it started me on a rock and roll journey that is still going 41 years later. Still got the same cassette copy, and it's still one of my top ACDC albums. My favourite track is probably the title track. I love the biblical theme and Bon Scott giving a rock and roll sermon. It's a great rock song celebrating rock and roll. Thanks for the great show, Pat. All the best to the Rock Solid listeners for 2022. And let there be rock. Fingers picking. 
All right. ACDC always sounds great, but if you can listen to ACDC in a pair of headphones, oh my Christ. Oh my goodness. Just amazing. Just amazing. All right. Up next, this guy uh, lives in Wisconsin. Recently celebrated a birthday and has appeared as a guest co-host twice on the show. Once in person and then because of COVID, once via Zoom. Let's uh, check out Brian Raisin. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Brian Raisin from Appleton, Wisconsin. The first CD I bought was on a trip to the exclusive company, which is still the best record store in town, as an 11-year-old in 1995. I actually bought two CDs that day. First, ESPN's Jock Jams, which I swear everyone at school had a copy of, and All For One's second album, And The Music Speaks. On it, All For One really tries to recreate the sound of their Grammy winner, I Swear, with the single I Can Love You Like That. Did I completely understand the song and album? No. But it has a solid melody and harmony, it was all over the radio, and the song is a really great key change at the end. I hadn't listened to this album in a long time, and admittedly not all of it holds up very well. But I Can Love You Like That is without a doubt still the best track on the album. Hope you all enjoy it. Take care. Come rescue you. You're like romantic movies And you never will forget The way you felt when Romeo kissed Juliet And all this time, Betty, you've been waiting You don't have to wait no more I can love you Gotta be honest, that song sounded uh, as good in the headphones as the ACDC did. Maybe it's just headphones. The fidelity, unbelievable. Loved it. Uh, this week, I was, uh, I'm concerned that I missed someone's submission. So again, if I ever do that, please let me know. Just email me, rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if I missed you, and I'll definitely add you on to the next Patreon supporter episode, but um, I think I got everyone, but I always think that I miss someone. I don't know why. I just do. All right. We're going to listen to, oh, I think we have a couple. Do we have a couple? No, no, I'm wrong. Ignore what I'm saying. Ignore it. Ignore it because I'm not editing. It's a Monday bonus episode. No editing. All right. This gentleman has an alter ego, Hob the Troll can buy his music on Bandcamp, so you should. Uh, fun guy, fun character, good musician. I might like the alter ego better than the guy. That's like saying I like Superman better than Clark Kent. Here we go. Hey, it's Steve O'Dockerson, and this is embarrassing. Strap yourselves in, folks. The year is 1992, and a young man waits for his bus around 6.30 in the morning, listening to a cassette Walkman in the 30-degree weather of rural Michigan. This 11-year-old has purchased his first cassette tape with his own money. 
He has owned many tapes in the past that were recorded from other, you know, records and radio, but this was his own choice. This was not a gift. This was not anything he had to share. He bought it, and damned if he's not going to listen to it on that bus. Uh, now, if you ever do an episode called First Stolen Music, that would be something cool. That would be Pavement's Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain cassette that I shoplifted from a Kmart in Lake Orion when I was 14. Uh, the statute of limitations is long past, and uh, Kmart went tits up, so I win. Um, in the meantime, though, rock solid from the album Pocketful of Kryptonite from the Spin Doctors. I present to you a truly awful song. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss, can't be wrong. song i don't know that that's a bad song are you just saying that it's a bad song because you think that most people might not like it i don't know it sounded good to me you know i have no opinion pro or con of the spin doctors it seemed all right it seemed all right all right what do we got next okay here we go this guy took his intro and his song Mashed it up together, and that's what we're going to hear. Here we go. Turn the volume up so it starts. Hey there, Rock Solid listeners. Aaron here again, and I'm here to take part in this first album purchased episode. From memory, the first album I purchased with my own money was on the Beatles and their 1965 classic album, Rubber Soul. I had gotten into the Beatles in the fall of 2000 after realizing that most of the songs that I had been listening to up to that point in time were either written by them or covered by them. Prior to getting Rubber Soul, any other purchase, whether it be music or just in general, I'm pretty sure was made by my parents or relative. Now, I would have purchased this in 2001 from Sam Goody's, and I remember being told by my dad that I would have to owe him when we got back home. As much as I'm embarrassed to admit this, I kind of didn't know what he meant. However, later in the night, I then found out that he wanted $18 for me, which was the price of the CD. So I wasn't getting this one for free. I remember being a bit disappointed, but at the same time, I was already loving the music from the CD that I had purchased, even if it was a little too expensive. Now, as for Rubber Soul, it is one of my all-time favorite albums, somewhere in my top 30 or so. This was the album where the Beatles began to mature both as musicians and songwriters. As for a song, I'm going to go with one that I had on repeat for the first week or so after buying it. As mentioned in the 2021 year in review episode from Rock Solid, it's sometimes hard to believe that the Beatles were in their 20s when they wrote this beloved music. This song, mainly written by John Lennon, is amazingly self-reflective for a man that was nearing the age of 25. From the Beatles, 
this is in my life. There are places I remember Thank you, Aaron Kahn. Aaron also is a fellow podcaster. His podcast is called Albums Uncovered. Give that a follow at Albums U, the letter U. And uh, I don't know if he's done a Rubber Soul episode or not. I don't remember. But that would be something to do, Aaron. That's what I'm saying. Uh, also, when I put these songs in the playlist to play them for the episode. Uh, There's no rhyme or reason to the order. I just try to separate. The only thing I really try to do is separate the female voices because there's usually uh, fewer of those. So, you know, I try to separate those so they're uh, equally spaced throughout the episode. And other than that, that's it. I often wonder if when you're listening, you're like, did he miss my song? Is he going to play my song? Is my song coming up? I'm going to play everyone's song. And if you're last, that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a thing if you're at the tail end of it. Trust me. Trust me. All right. This guy's got a great voice. Got a great mic. And he's a good guy. So here we go. Hello, Pat and rock solid faithful. It's David Festini here in northern New Jersey. And I love this topic. I grew up in a very musical household, so my parents bought me music when I was at a pretty young age. The first 45 I ever bought for myself should have been working my way back to you. However, when I asked for permission to buy the 45, strolling the aisles of two guys, my mother was unfamiliar with the song and fearful that the deviant musical stylings of the spinners might damage my impressionable seven-year-old mind, did not allow me to buy the 45. Uh, Not long after that, she did, however, allow me to buy Kiss on My List by Daryl Hall and John Oates. So that is officially the first piece of music I ever bought for myself. And Pat... I I, I have a surprise for you. A special bonus. I've included... The vinyl transfer of Ugh. that very 45. I hate a vinyl I know how rip. Much you love it. I hate As a vinyl always, rip. thanks for letting me be part of the show.
right. I, I hate a vinyl rip. You know that. Give me that no scratchy vinyl rip. I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Now, next up. Next up. is Gabba Gabba Hey Jeff Frank. Now, Jeff told me the band in an email. He said, this is the band. I bet a lot of people are going to pick this band. This is the song I'm going to pick. I hope no one else has picked this song. And I'm like, no one else is going to pick that song. That band has so many songs, no one else is going to pick that song. And yet, and yet, (laughs) someone did pick that band and pick that song. So we're just going to hear a double shot back to back of this band. And spoiler alert, this song. So get ready. Are you trying to think of what it is, who it is, what four dudes in makeup? Hey, it's Jeff chiming in with my first album purchase, which was Kiss Alive. What's that? I think I just heard Festini groaning all the way from New Jersey. But for me, great memories. Bought this in the late 70s at Montgomery Ward. Would sit in the living room for hours just playing it over and over. Staring at that gatefold, the back cover, me with my tennis racket thinking I'm all space ace. And of course now we know not really a live record, a lot of studio trickery. But the tune I'm going to go for is Come On and Love Me with the oh-so-Shakespearean lyrics like You're good looking and you're looking like you should be good. What's not to love? So I say crank it and stay frosty. Pat and Rock Solid listeners, this is Jeff in Rhode Island. 1978 was an amazing year to be a music fan. Some Girls by the Rolling Stones, Queen's Jazz, and Blondie's Parallel Lines are a few of the albums I bought that year and fell in love with. Although I was only seven years old and in second grade, I was already developing a lifelong love for all things music. I will never forget my first record buying experience at a used shop called Love Records. I was looking for that song, but I didn't know what album it was on. All I knew was that Rock and Roll All Night was a Kiss song, so when I got to Love Records, I headed straight for the K section. Flipping through the bin of Kiss LPs was like entering a new world. The solo records had just been released, and every LP cover in the catalog was iconic. I finally found what I was looking for on Dress to Kill, and even had enough cash left over to buy a second disc. I chose Rock and Roll Over simply because it had the coolest cover. 
A year later, I saw the band in concert on the Dynasty Tour, my very first concert. Of course, you know that they played Rock and Roll All Night. Rock and Roll All Night is the last song on Dress to Kill, and I spun side two of that album a thousand times. To this day, I barely recognize the first five songs on the album, while the last five are embedded forever into my memories. Back then, you were either a Gene fan or a Paul fan, and I was the latter. Everyone already knows Rock and Roll All Night, so I'm going to go with the side two opener, one of Paul's absolute best. This is a rock star in the 1970s reporting from the front lines. Some had Dungeons and Dragons, others were into Star Wars, Space Invaders, or Baseball. But for the rest of us, there was Kiss. Rock solid, this is Kiss with Come On and Love Me. All right, there you have it. Back-to-back Kiss with the same song, although we did get a live version, and then we get the studio version. And uh, Jeff Frank, man, I apologize. You were right. But here's the thing. When everyone sends their intros in, I don't even look at the intros of the song until I'm ready to put all the songs in an iTunes playlist for the episode. So they just keep coming in, and you guys write me messages, and I don't answer those. I just... Your email comes in with your intro and your song, and I just throw it in to a folder called Listener Episodes. And I don't look at it, actually, until like yesterday. I, I throw these episodes together the day before, so it's fresh. So that's how it goes. So look, never second-guess your choice. I always say, look, if more than one person picked the same song as you, then that's a good fucking song, All right? That's a good fucking song. All right, next up. Next up. This is when I wish Kyle was here. This next song. When it's a a choice like this, and it needs to be discussed in depth, I need a Kyle here. As a matter of fact, maybe, maybe I'll do a Patreon video of me and Kyle on Zoom going line by line through this song choice. All right. Do I have you on the edge of your seat? Wondering what I'm talking about? What will the song be? Let's find out. Hey, Pat and Rock Salad fans. Mark Igleski checking in from Chicagoland for this listener-curated episode. And I love this topic. Music is many things, and certainly for me, it's a time machine. For this episode, digging out the earliest records that I bought as an eight-year-old kid in 1972 took me right back to those trips with my mom to the Kmart in Chicago Heights, south of Chicago, to grab some vinyl and play in a little suitcase-style record player that I can just picture vividly. I found six records from the fall of 72, but I've got no idea which one was first. There's Elton's Crocodile Rock, Your Mama Don't Dance, Glam Rockers The Sweet with Little Willie, 
Rick Nelson's Garden Party, Johnny Rivers' Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu, and the one I'm going with here. Straight from the Carol Burnett Show to a smash number one hit. Oh boy. It's young Vicki Lawrence and the night the lights went out in Georgia. Hope you all enjoy this epic murder ballad and that 2022 is off to a great start for everyone. Thanks, Pat, for the show and letting us all be a part of it. He was on his way home from Candletop. Been two weeks gone and he thought he'd stop at Webb's and have him a drink before he went home to her. Andy Wolo said hello and he said hi, what's doing? Whoa said sit down, I've got some bad news, it's gonna hurt. Said I'm your best friend and you know that's right, but your young bride ain't home tonight. Since you've been gone, she's been seeing that Amos boy Seth. Got mad and he saw red And Andy said, boy, don't you lose your head Cause to tell you the truth I've been with her myself That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia That's the night that they hung an innocent man Well, don't trust your soul and old backwoods southern lawyer Cause the judge in the town's got blood stains on his hands. Well, Andy got scared and left. Wow. Number one song. Number one song. Written by Bobby Russell. Produced by Snuff Garrett. Snuff? What? Did he commit the murder? It's right in his name. Uh, Wikipedia describes the night the lights went out in Georgia as a southern goth. Uh, yeah, can't say it. Here we go. As a southern gothic murder ballad. Could that be a topic? Are there more of these? I can actually click on that. No, I can't. No. You can click on murder ballad and you can click on southern gothic, but you put them together, you get one song. The, uh, the 45 single artwork is just, it's just a close-up of Vicki Lawrence's face. It's not even a great picture of Vicki Lawrence. And the album cover is not good either. Uh, B-side was called Diamond Dance. Love to hear that. Love to hear it. We got to do that uh, episode that we did before where we play the the flip side or the second, not the flip side, but the second single from a one hit wonder, you know, like they have, they have like a number one song and then the next song uh, charts at 64. Anyway, that line where his friend is his best friend. His best friend says to tell you the truth. I've been with her myself. That what a dick. The guy's a dick. All right. Enough. How long is that song? Three minutes and 41 seconds. Yeah, I think Kyle and I are going to do a video about that song. And, uh, you know, the $10 Patreon people get to see it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Next up. Next up. Hi, Pat and Rock Solid Nation. Uh, This is Michael Mariano from Hilburn, New York. Decided to contribute to this one. I remember 1975. uh, I was nine years old on April 7th. And I got a turntable for my birthday and some cash. And the New York area had been playing the new Aerosmith songs on the radio. Well, Walk This Way anyway. And uh, the next day, April 8th, when that album was released, I went out. And that was my first album that I bought for my turntable when I was nine years old. I still love this album and this band. Smith 1975 Toys in the Attic that is in my top three Aerosmith albums and I'm going to be honest with you Rocks is not in the top three I think Toys in the Attic is a much much better album than Rocks and I know I'm going to get pushback on that people love the Rocks love it I like Toys in the Attic better I like the album cover better I like the songs better the whole thing I think it sounds better I just love it love it Good choice, Michael Mariano. All right, moving on. We got some more rock. Some more rock, and I approve of this uh, next choice. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid listeners, it's Mike from Just Outside Toronto. And for this episode, I can tell you that my first music purchase uh, was back in the early 80s, and it was. To be honest, I have no idea what it was. I was very fortunate in the sense that I had relatives and friends that would give me and buy me records. And so what the first one I actually purchased was, I don't know. But I can tell you my first CD that I ever purchased. And it was actually three of them uh, because on my 14th birthday, I got a CD player for the very first time. And the three CDs I bought at Zeller's, which was a big department store here in Canada, which later got bought out by Target. But that's a different story. We're moving pictures by Rush. Good. Triumph Classics. Yep. And the one I'm selecting for today, Ace Frehley solo album. So please play the opening track from that for me. Rip it out. A Kiss classic. Take care, everyone. Look after yourselves.
the best Kiss solo album. Again, you can at me on that. You can argue with me, but it is. It's the best one. Aces is the best. Uh, for me, Paul and Jeans are equally tied. And, uh, you know, that other one. This is New York. Whoa. Peter Chris. The worst one. Uh, you can at me. I'm okay with it. All right. Let me see what we got now. You know what? I'm going to slip in my uh, first 45 single choice in here. I remember it uh, so well. I bought it at Treese's Music Store, downtown Holidaysburg. Downtown Holidaysburg from my house. You just walk down the street, like, and again, these stories, I know they sound like some old timey Mayberry crap. <laughs> But it's true. It is true. The town has barely changed. But you literally, it was like four blocks down the street, straight down, and you would hit, you would hit um, Allegheny Street, and then uh, you know for about four or five blocks, Allegheny Street uh, was where all the shops were, including Treese's Music Store. Treese uh, was owned by the family. Their last name was Treese. T-R-E-E-S-E. I graduated with Dave Treese. Good guy. And uh, Treese's music store was, they actually, they sold instruments there and sheet music. And you could take, uh, you know, guitar lessons and whatever, flute, clarinet, whatever, all kinds of stuff. But then they would have a little section of albums and 45s. You know, anything new. You know, it wasn't massive by any means. But, uh, this is the first 45 I ever bought and still my favorite James Taylor album and one of my favorite James Taylor songs. And uh, I don't know, this one won't put you to sleep, Murray. A little more upbeat. Here we go. Whenever I see your smiling face, I have to smile myself. Cause I love you, yes I do And when you give me that pretty little pout It turns me inside out There's something about you baby I don't know Isn't it amazing men like me can feel this way Tell me how much longer It will grow stronger every day Produced by Peter Asher, friend of the show. Drums by Russ Kunkel, friend of the show. Guitars by Danny Cooch, friend of the show. Great, great album, great song. Yes, you can add me. All right, coming up next, this guy's going to play a song off one of the best debut albums of all time. Let's hear it. It was the summer of 79, and the neighbors down the street didn't want their little Jimmy ogling and drooling over big boobies bursting from behind the scenes of a wet of a white T-shirt. If it were a wet T-shirt, listen, if she had entered a wet T-shirt contest, she would have won before it even started. 
I'm going to be frank here. Her nipples were clearly showing through that T-shirt. Hello, this is Raymond Brockley, and the first piece of music I ever bought was my Sharona 45 record for 25 cents at a garage sale. When I wasn't playing it, I would keep it hidden between Johnny Rivers' albums and my dad's collection near the stereo. But let's hear the B-side, which we don't often hear at all, called Let Me Out. And, you know, Pat, please play it wherever you like. Um, I think shortly before the guitar solo is a nice spot. That was Let Me Out from Get the Knack. It's the leadoff track. And if you were confused or you didn't quite know what Raymond Broccoli was talking about, on the 45 of My Sharona, it's actually a picture of Sharona. And she's got, um, she's wearing, uh, I hate the term wife beater t-shirt, but that's what it is, um, tank top and um, yeah, she's braless and it's sheer and you can see right through it. So that's what he's talking about and in his own um, specific way. Now, here's what I'm going to talk a little bit about being a Patreon supporter. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. I recently talked to Beth, Doug Figer's sister, who's been on the show and is a friend of mine. And... An upcoming prize is going to be knack-related, and it's also going to be something that is uh, was owned by Doug. The thing that I'm giving away was uh, she told me I could say she told me I could say that you can say that this was this was at Doug's house and it came from Doug's house. And um, don't let your don't let your imagination run wild. We're not giving away a guitar. It's nothing that's autographed, but it, I. If you're a music fan, it's 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 something of interest. So, anyway, the way you win prizes like that is you go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast and you support the show for as little as $2 a month. I'll follow you, follow you back on Twitter and you can enter all the Friday trivia question giveaways. And that's it. That's how you do it. And for $5 a month, you can get your episodes early and ad-free. Like as soon as I'm done recording this episode, I'm going to do some quick production on it and I'm going to send it out to the ASAP club. Now, it's going to drop tomorrow, Monday, February 7th, but they're going to have it today. And normally the episodes, uh, I get them to you a lot earlier, like right now they have some episodes that aren't going to drop for, you know, six weeks or so easily. So it's just another fun perk and that's it. Now we move on. We move on to Michael Bagford. 
affectionately known as M-Bags. Hey, Pat. Hey, Rock Solid listeners. Uh, this is Mike Bagford. M-Bags making a return appearance to the Patreon listeners episode. Uh, the first CD I bought, I can't really remember the first CD I actually bought with my own money. I can't even remember like the first actual tape I got from my parents either. I can kind of remember, though, the first single I picked out at a store, like, saying, like, this is what I want. Uh, I'm going to use money and purchase it. I was about six at the time. This was, like, June of 1991. Uh, This band was a favorite of mine at the time, and this was coming from a soundtrack to a film featuring one of my favorite actors at the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the film was Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And I've heard the song on MTV, and the song kicked ass. So when I was at the record store and then the singles section, which is what I could only afford at the time, this is what I picked out. And I think this is Guns N' Roses' best song that they ever did. Uh, This has a kick-ass drum intro. However, I'm going to skip that because I think it's been played on the episode numerous times. So I'm going to actually go to a section of the song which hasn't been played as much. And this is a, this is a classic. This is Guns N' Roses. You could be mine. Michael, that is one of, if not the greatest Guns N' Roses song, in my opinion. I just love everything about it. Drums in that song by Matt Sorum. Now, I recorded an episode with Matt Sorum last year. Now, the ASAP Club does not have that episode yet because I was asked not to put it up, not to send it out, not to do anything with that until Matt's book was going to come out. The reason the episode hasn't dropped is because Matt's book was pushed back like um, many, many, many months. The book is finally coming out in May, so I will drop that episode close to the release date of the book. I'm also going to have books. I've been told I will have books to give away to the Patreon supporters. So that episode will be uh, coming soon. I haven't even done any production on that episode. It's When I listen to it now... It's going to sound all brand new to me. I I don't even know what we talked about, to be honest. I'm pretty sure we talked about You Could Be Mine. That's another thing that I forgot to tell you in my Patreon pitch was for $2 a month, you get to participate in episodes just like this. Just like this. Everyone can participate. Record an intro. Pick a song. You're programming the Monday bonus episodes. 
just like this next gentleman who we've recorded with. He was a guest co-host via the Zoom from New York. We did an episode about the Mud Club. Here's Troy Torreson. Hey, Pat and everybody at Rock Solid. This is Troy Torreson from New York City. And I... Not, I'm not sure what the first song I bought was. It was either Black Superman, the Muhammad Ali tribute song, or Kung Fu Fighting. And um, I know I had both singles. Uh, I might have bought them at the same time, but um, you could play either one of those. <clears throat> they were definitely the first songs I remember buying. Uh, I just don't remember which one is first. So, uh, yeah, give give one of those a, a play. They're uh, they're kind of ridiculous. They're little time capsules of that moment of the seventies uh, when those were hits. So I chose Black Superman and then in parentheses Muhammad Ali because uh, we have played Kung Fu Fighting many times before, I'm sure. And I, I don't know that I remember this song by Johnny Wakelin. So I had to play that one. Had to purchase it. Had to play it. Thanks, Troy. Good, good, good choice. All right. This next gentleman always brings the rock. He's actually going to play a song off the aforementioned Aerosmith Rocks. I wonder if he'll say that this is his favorite Aerosmith album. I bet he's gonna. I don't remember, but I bet he's gonna. Hello, Pat. This is Jerry Riggs coming to you from the Winter Wonderland Resort of Columbus, Ohio. For this bonus episode, we have to go back to 1978 when I was nine years old and had saved up some money from carrying newspapers and cutting grass. One Saturday morning, I went to a yard sale in the neighborhood and saw a stack of albums for sale. I came across this album called Rocks by Aerosmith. At the time, I didn't know who Aerosmith was, but to a nine-year-old, something that has five shiny diamond rocks on the cover and called Rocks was enough to convince me to drop a whopping $2.50 on this used album. When I got home and listened to this, I was hooked from that moment on. The title track was right. This album definitely rocks. To this day, this is still my favorite Aerosmith album, Boom. which also contains my favorite Aerosmith song called Nobody's Fault, written Boom. by Brad Whitford and Steven Tyler. Brad has stated that this is his favorite Aerosmith song as well. This definitely was the best $2 I ever spent. Thanks and take care.
Sounding good, Jerry Riggs. Remember when you would save your money and you would buy your own music? It was the greatest feeling. I was, uh, I was given $2 a day to buy lunch in high school. So I knew that if I didn't eat lunch at the end of the week, I would have $10 and I could buy an album. And I got to be honest, that's what I did. I don't remember. I mean, I remember eating lunch, but I also remember not eating lunch because there was something I wanted to buy. So, and probably be eating food off my, uh, off my friend's uh, plates, you know, scrounging crap, scraps, craps, scraps. So, uh, yeah, I don't think my parents never knew that I did that. And, uh, and then I worked at, uh, I worked at McDonald's restaurant. Is it a restaurant? Fast food. And, uh, you know, that's where my money went. Concerts and, uh, and albums. So good times. Thank you, Jerry Riggs. All right. Going to hear something from the piano man next. Here we go. Hello, Rock Solid family. Jordan Burkus coming to you from my home in Pittsburgh, PA. The first album I remember asking my mom to take me to get the day it was released was Billy Joel's A River of Dreams. The year was 1993 and I was just about to turn seven. I was lucky enough to grow up listening to Billy's albums, which I still own, on the family turntable. So you can imagine my excitement when we went to Kmart to get his new CD. I can still picture the display they had of the album cover, which was, of course, a painting by Billy's then-wife, the uptown girl herself, Christy Brinkley. The song from that album that I'm going to play is Famous Last Words, the pressing and closing track that Billy has since described as the last chapter in the book, I've said it all, there's nothing left to write. And if you think about it, Billy's entire discography plays out like an audio autobiography starting with Piano Man, through The Entertainer, to the aforementioned Uptown Girl, and more, ending with this song. Quick side story. I was such a big fan in those days that I wrote Billy a letter telling him how great he was and asked for an autograph or concert tickets. Remember, I was just six. Billy's people were kind enough to write back thanking me for my letter and hope that I would enjoy the enclosed merchandise brochure. Awesome. Thanks, Billy. So enjoy Famous Last Words and never stop rocking. Stack the chairs on the tabletops, hang the sheets on the chandeliers. It slows down, but it never stops. Ain't it sweet after all these years? And these are the last words I have to say. It's All right, uh, very depressing to hear Jordan say that he was seven when this album came out, and I was uh, 29 when it came out. Shut up, Jordan. Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Drumming's good on that song, but it's not, uh, that's not Liberty on that song. 
trying to find out. Liberty only plays drums on one. So that's Steve Jordan. Of course it's good. Of course. Great drummers on this album. Liberty DeVito. Zachary Alford. And Steve Jordan. Good, good, good. Good song choice. I like that tune. I like that album. You know, I don't know about that cover, but I do like the album. All right. We got an intro and song all together as one. Again, not something you have to do. But when you do do it, it's appreciated. You don't have to do it. It's hard to do. Don't try it. Hello, Pat and the fellow Rock Solid listeners. This is Ian Beresford over in England in beautiful Berwick-upon-Tweed, the town that's still at war with Russia. My choice for the My First Music Purchase episode is Message in a Bottle by The Police, which I bought as a single in September of 1979 when it was still number one in the UK charts. I had been thinking about getting Cars by Gary Newman, but I somehow ended up waiting and getting the police song instead. The first album I ever owned was also regarded as a belong by the police, so I was obviously a massive fan. I finally got to see the band in concert in 2008 when I was on holiday in the US and they played Denver Red Rocks. It was a fantastic gig and also an amazing venue. I was also lucky enough to see Sting do a little charity concert in the Great Hall of Bambra Castle, where he played acoustically and gave a little bit of a talk before each song. And it was just kind of weird to go from buying that single all those years ago to seeing them in such a unique place. Thanks again, as always, for the great content, and bye for now. This is just going to roll right into the next intro and song. So hang tight. Friends of the show, Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers. Still working on getting Sting. Never going to happen. Hi, it's Lisa Solak from Chicagoland. You might know me as 80s Lisa. Or that person that runs the Rock Solid Instagram page. I still have my first vinyl. It's Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. As youngsters, my sister and I would constantly call the loop in Chicago, 591 Rock or 591 Roll, to request this song. We could not hear it enough, even after buying the 45. Pat, just take it from the top because it's iconic.
Floyd's most radio accessible song. I know they have FM hits and whatnot, but this feels like this feels like their most. Uh, and it's not even, but it feels like their most commercial song. I'm sticking to it. All right, you've heard from Billy Joel. Sometimes he can be an a hole. So we might as well, if we hear from another notorious a-hole, it's not the guy doing the intro. It's the uh, artist that he's going to talk about. Here we go. Hey, it's Kevin from the Ozarks. I had older siblings, so I didn't really start buying. All right, I'm pausing it for a second. It's Kevin Wench, the Wench dog. Come on, Kevin, say, say your full name. What are you in the Ozarks for? Witness protection? I've seen the show. Hey, it's Kevin from the Ozarks. I had older siblings, so I didn't really start buying uh, my records until I was about 16. But let me work backwards. About 1982, joined Columbia House Record and Tape Club, 11 or 12 cassettes for a penny. I remember in the winter of 78, at the end of the year, taking Christmas money and buying Billy Joel's The Stranger and Kiss Alive 2 on vinyl. I remember Dancing Queen, ABBA, single in 77, but the one that started it all was in 1976, Paul Simon and 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. An odd song for a 10-year-old to purchase, but uh, it's undeniable. Thank you, Pat. Problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued. But I'll repeat myself. At the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Or hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just hop off the key, leave, and get yourself free. Slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, stand You don't need to be coy, Roy You just listen to me All right, that song has been sampled a couple of times by Kid Cudi and by Common. Such a great rhythm session on that song. Tony Levin on bass guitar. Is it Levin or Levine? I say Levin. Tony Levin. And Steve Gadd on drums. Holy crap. Amazing. Amazing. Background vocals by Patty Austin. 
Valerie Simpson from Ashford and Simpson. 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 Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson. And the, uh, the late, great Phoebe Snow. So, good choice. Sounds good. Uh, produced by Paul Simon and Phil Ramone. Got Phil Ramone had to work with Paul Simon and with Billy Joel. What a hassle. All right, next up, what do we have? Well, this is an artist that doesn't get uh, much play on here, but I do. I do own uh, his, uh, I think he's got four, maybe five studio albums. I think four. I actually think he has something new coming out this year. Took a while. Not sure if it'll be good. Let's listen to the intro and the song. Hey, Pat, Jason Stewart from Vermont. Uh, I'll never forget my first purchase, 1982, and I was 12 years old and listening to music uh, that had been handed down to me from my parents, my older brother and sister. So I was still trying to find my way and what it was that I really liked. But I'll tell you, when I heard this song on the radio from that opening riff, it just hooked me. And it was amazing. And uh, I've loved it ever since. And we'll still listen to this first album by Aldo Nova, his self-titled first album. And the song was obviously Fantasy. And the whole album is really good. But um, that song, it just it just gets me every single time. So I take it right from the top. Uh, the top after all the helicopters and laser beams. But uh, as soon as the guitars kick in, right there. Thanks so much. get to hear just a little bit of the lasers and nonsense right at the beginning of Fantasy by Aldo Nova. I'm going to throw this out to you right now because everyone's not on Twitter and everyone's not on Facebook, so you don't get to see some of my posts. But if you're a Brian May fan or if you're a Queen fan, right now head over to Amazon.com. And I'm not, I don't get any kickback from this. I'm just letting you know about a rock-solid deal of the day. Brian May's deluxe vinyl and cd box set back to the light is only like 29.99 at amazon.com right now i bought one on friday it arrived yesterday which was a saturday today's sunday but um there's the days of the week just in case you wanted to know but it's how can you not buy it it's 80 percent off 80 percent off you get the 180 gram white vinyl it's white and then you get remastered CD of the album and then you get another CD of like uh, bonus tracks and outtakes and single edits whatever 
all that kind of stuff. It comes with then a really nice suitable for framing 12 by 12 photo of Brian May. It's come with like, like a 36 page booklet with lyrics and everything. I mean, sometimes you just have to buy $29.99. Normally the album would just cost that much and you're getting all this stuff uh, in this sweet box. So I'm just passing that along to you guys in case, uh, in case you didn't know it. That's uh, if you're from another country, I don't know if you can get it. This is in the, the U S Amazon store, but I, I mean, I have a, I have an Amazon account to the UK store, so I, I think you can do it. Check it out. That's all I'm saying. Check it out. All right. This next guy, he's in Canada. He's in yellow knife. He sent me a pin, a yellow knife pin. And uh, I think he's just about as far away from me as, as anyone could possibly be, maybe right now. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know geography. I don't know. But this is uh, this is John Mutford. I call him Johnny. Johnny Muddy. I don't call him that. Hi, Pat. John Mutford from Yellowknife here. My selection for the Patreon episode, the first music purchase album, is broadcast by Cutting Crew. Wish I could say it's representative of my music tastes that these days, but it's not really. Still, I enjoy going back and listening to this album every now and then and listen to it fondly. Please play I've Been In Love Before. You can start at the beginning and the vocals kick in around the 30 second mark. forgot about that song i let it play maybe a little bit too long because i was into it that is such a great song uh it was one of billboard's top 100 songs of 1987 and i used to have this album and then it disappeared from my itunes it must have been one of those times one of my external hard drives crashed and i lost that song but thank you thank you to my friend jeff scoble for uh, passing that along as well as some other cutting crew albums very much appreciated and great choice and i love it all right next up i think we got two guys in a row that are going to play their uh, have their song attached to their intro so i'm going to just let these two things play uh back to back unless i need to comment then maybe i'll pause here we go Greetings, Rock Solid family. This is Rich Richmond. I'm checking in from Cincinnati, Ohio, and talking about my first music purchase. 
I wanted to share with you the story of my first compact disc purchase. Imagine a young rich in 1988 has saved up a bunch of money to get a compact disc player. I begged my older brother to take me to the Sears in the Eastgate Mall in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, where I purchased a Techniques single disc deck. And I immediately then walked next door to Camelot Music, where I grabbed the long box of Van Halen's seminal classic, OU812. And that was my first compact disc purchase. I spent about $300 on that uh, disc player, you know, probably 20 bucks on the Van Halen CD, which I still have. I'll tweet out a picture of it. Um, what's weird about this disc is they listed the song titles out of order on the back, which was kind of confusing. But I love this album. I think it sounds great. I, I love the songs. I'm a big fan of the Sammy era of Van Halen. And the song I'd like to play from this particular purchase is Feel So Good. I know Dave or Gravers hate it, but I'm a big fan of the song. I think it sounds great. I love the keyboards. I love the solo. I love the lyrics. Um, I even love that goofy video that they had uh, for it. This isn't a song you're going to hear very much on the radio or live, for that matter, uh, when they were touring. Um, but in honor of... Edmus, Eddie Van Halen's recent birthday, uh, I present to you Feels So Good from OU812. Thanks. I'm not going to let them go right into the other because I believe the just too much of the song's playing, Rich. I love hearing it. I love it. I would listen to the whole song, but uh, but we can't. Hey, just throwing this out there. Uh, I'm on Instagram, also uh, Rock Solid Shows on Instagram. I'm at uh, Pat underscore Francis underscore Comedian. Just fun stuff that I post. I try to post once a, a day, something fun. So if you want to follow me on Instagram at Pat underscore Francis underscore comedian, and I believe Rock Solid Show is at Rock Solid Show, and that's run by the uh, the Lisa Solak, who we heard from earlier today. Still trying to get my words in order this early in the morning. Woo, tough, tough. Here we go. This guy rocks. Jeff Holmes. Hey, Pat. Hey, Rock Solid listeners. This is Jeff Holmes here at Babcock Ranch, Florida. I purchased my first music 
from the Cowsills, the song called The Rain, The Park, and Other Things. At the time, I was in love with Susan Cowsill. I thought she was awesome. And then I saw her at South by Southwest a few years ago, and I was not in love anymore. Jeff. But told her how I had a crush on her, and I appreciated uh, her music and what she's done. I think she lives in Austin now. Anyway, so here's that tune. Uh, it still sounds good today. See you. Bye. I saw her sitting in the rain. Raindrops falling on her. She didn't seem to care. She sat there and smiled at me. Then I knew she could make me happy. Flowers in her hair. Flowers Hey, Pat, this is Dwayne Hoffman from Columbus, Ohio. When I was a little boy, I was begging my mom for the album Destroyer by Kiss. But she would have none of it. She said no Kiss album will ever be in my house. Then one day I come home from school and on the dining room table is a brand new copy of Destroyer. All right. Nope. It was a birthday present for my cousin. Oh, my Thanks God. a lot, Mom. A couple months later, my dad takes me to the local department store rinks so I can spend my allowance money. And the new album by Kiss was out, Love Gun. And that was my first purchase. I don't think Dad knew about the no kiss rule. Kind of kept that under wraps around the house when Mom went around. I wore that album out. I also wore out the cardboard Love Gun playing with it outside in the neighborhood. Pat, if you could play the opening track, which is my favorite track, I Stole Your Love. Take it from the top. Thanks, Pat. how Dwayne says that he wore out the cardboard love gun that was inside. Uh, now look, if you know that album cover and you're, uh, of the age Dwayne was, uh, you, you probably wore out your real love gun too. Just saying, just saying, um, what? Oh, I would be so mad if I came in 
and my mom had purchased an album for my cousin that she wouldn't let me have. Oh, Dwayne, I love that story, but I hate that story. But I love it, but I hate it. But there's love and hate. All right, let's move on. More Beatles, more Beatles. Here we go. Hey, Pat and Rock Salad Nation. It's Jeff Scoble from Detroit again, participating in another Patreon-curated episode. The minute I saw the topic, my first music purchase, the first thing that came to mind for me is the 45 of Hey Jude by the Beatles. One of my parents' albums that I loved was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and I listened to it constantly as a child, essentially cementing the band as one of my all-time favorites. I know I went to a store with my parents, and what I wanted more than anything was something by the Beatles that I could play in my room. I know I had a little kid's record player that would pretty much only play 45, so when I found the Hey Jude Revolution 45, I had to have it. I doubt five-year-old me actually paid for the record, but it's definitely the first music I ever picked out and asked for specifically, so I'm going to count it. I know my mom regretted the decision to get me this because I played that thing incessantly, and every time she'd walk by my room, she'd say, Are you playing this again? I do remember feeling so proud and happy to own my own music, and that song will always hold a special place in my memories. You can just play it from the top, and here's hoping everyone's having a safe and healthy 2022. Keep on rocking. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better Hey Jude Don't be afraid You were made to go out and get her The minute you let her under your skin Are you playing one of the greatest songs of all time again? Yes, Mom. Yes. Yes, I am. All right, up next, this guy's going to play a song from Friend of the Show. She's been on the show twice via Zoom. Both times, I loved it. Can't wait till she does shows, hopefully in L.A., come to L.A. so I can meet Susie Quattro. Oh, where's your intro? Why am I not hearing the intro? Tech problems. Tech talk. Danny from Newcastle in Australia. And it's another year. And how exciting is it being on the show? So it's going to be a good one. We're talking about first purchases and 1973. You couldn't escape Susie Quattro. Her first album with the sensational 48 crash, like a lightning flash. It was great, and I went and purchased it. My mum saw the album cover. She said, what the hell's this? You're on your way out. But that didn't matter. Also, that same year, I went to see her in Brisbane Showground, and it was great. So my first purchase, Susie Quattro, and really proud of it. I know you interviewed her, which was a great interview, by the way, and um, I'm really excited about this topic. Good on you, mate. Hope you have a terrific year. Thanks a lot.
that that album is produced so well. It sounds so good. Still. Still. All right. We haven't had any uh, songs by the boss yet. We're going to change that right here and now. Hey, y'all. Tony Greathouse in East Alabama. With my submission for this curated episode of my first music purchase. Pat, I have no damn idea. So if I can bend the rules a bit, I remember like it was yesterday, the first CDs I bought in those big-ass long boxes. I went to the record bar in Auburn, Alabama and bought Born in the USA and Prince's Purple Rain on the same day. They were probably $25. It was ridiculous. I've, I've owned both these albums, several, every format except 8-track. Anyway, that's my first CD. And if you could play, I don't know, No Surrender would be perfect. I know you got it, so I'm not going to send it. We learn more from a three-minute record, baby, than we ever learned in school. And y'all, be sweet. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, 1984. I was 20 when that album came out. Man, that album was uh, such a big deal for me in 1984. Loved it so much. Saw that tour, Pittsburgh, uh, Three River Stadium. Just amazing. Just amazing. Still love that album. All right. Guess what, folks? We're moving into the last song. I mean, I have a playout song of my choosing, but this will be the last song coming up. So don't forget, go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show. Follow us at Rock Solid Show on Twitter. Follow us at inst- on Instagram at Rock Solid Show. And you can follow me on Instagram at Pat underscore Francis underscore comedian. All right, let's hear our last tune picked by one of our Patreon supporters. All right, let me get the level set. Here we go. Greetings, Rock Solid friends. It's Carly Anderson in Denver, Colorado. My first album purchase was an act of rebellion. I was eight and my sister was 18 and we shared a room. My sister is a huge ACDC fan, so we listened to Highway to Hell and Back in Black nonstop. 
I liked it, but I craved something different. So when I got money for my birthday, I asked my parents to take me to King's Department Store where I made a beeline for that records and tape section and I picked out Styx's Paradise Theater. I loved that it had a pretty cover. I liked the song Best of Times and I was very excited about the new single, Too Much Time on My Hands. So I hope you enjoy the guitar break from that song because I still love it even today. Another album that sounds great to this day, perfectly produced, just excellent, excellent stuff. Good choice, Carly Anderson, who will be here in May to record some episodes live with me. Looking forward to that. Uh, That concludes this Patreon-curated episode. Now, I think the next episode is going to be... I recently did a, a show called PA Rocks, with listener George Worley, and we played all Pennsylvania artists. So I think for the next curated episode, we'll do something called My City Rocks or My Town Rocks or something like that, where you will play a song by an artist that is from either the town you live in now or the state you live in now or the country you live in now or, uh, you know or the country you grew up in, whatever. It's the way you can relate it to you, all right? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. If, for example, if you're from Rockford, Illinois, you would most definitely play a Cheap Trick song, all right? If you live there now or if you grew up there. That's what I'm saying. Probably call it My State Rocks, My Town Rocks, something, something. I'll figure out a title and we'll probably get David Harvey to do the artwork. All right. In keeping with the Cheap Trick theme, I'm going to play a song from the first CD I ever purchased. I had a CD player very, very early on. It was a refurbished. That's why I could buy it because I remember them. They were so expensive. And uh, I always had a stereo system, a component system, you know, a cassette deck and a turntable and a receiver and two big JVC speakers that sounded so good. I wish I had those speakers now. I often look on eBay and everywhere for these JVC speakers that I cannot find. And if I could, I would buy them. I love them so much. But I got a refurbished CD player. I think it was still like a little over 200 bucks, lots of money. My parents thought I was crazy, but I had my own money, so I bought it. And CDs were outrageously priced back then. Outrageous. Uh, and uh, but I bought Cheap Trick, Standing on the Edge, and the single at the time was in the video was for a song called Tonight It's You. So with that, thanks for listening, and here's Tonight It's You. 
Yeah.